Undefeated by Choice podcast brought to you by Still Fist, and I am here, uh, not leaving any of you hanging, trying to produce content for you guys, because a lot of you are stuck at home, doing nothing, and uh, and I'm just trying to do what I can to keep you all occupied and busy, and thinking about something other than all the craziness going on. Of course, this is an MMA podcast, so uh, not having any MMA things going on right now is kind of hard to report on. And I'm trying to think of ways to do it. I've thought about getting the uh, fight pass and just going back and watching old fights and kind of talking about them and doing some sort of spotlight on them. Uh, thought about, I don't know, there's there's a few things I've thought about doing. Uh, I've been anxiously going up and down Twitter trying to figure out, you know, what fighters are talking, what fighters are saying anything. And uh, just not, there's just not a lot going on right now. Um, but, you know, we're looking to get things back. We're looking to get things going again. Uh, of course, our Still Fist April 4th card is not happening. We're moving it to May 9th, making it a super card, taking all the fights that were on the April 4th card that can continue, or, you know, all the fights that can stay together. You know, we have, we know some fighters have other things going on or whatever. Some of those fights might fall through, but for the most part, we're going to just try to bring all those fighters over to the May 9th card and... We'll go from there, uh, have a little super card, um, and it'll be, you know, it'll be great. We'll be right back to it. We'll get right back into it. Um, things will be just as good as they always were. I mean, I think at that point people will be so hungry and so ready for action and ready to get back into their regular lives and back in their uh, regular routines. It's going to be a good show. You know, we're going to push for it hard. I'll do all the interviews. Uh, you know, we'll we'll we'll, pu- we'll push it. We'll promote it. We'll get it going. Uh, that's the May 9th card. You know, I believe that by then we should be good. Uh, you know, that's still pretty early as far as you know what everyone else is saying, like the containment time is and things like that. And if we have to push it back, then we have to push it back. But I honestly feel like you know if we can buckle down now and and. Uh, just what I was saying on the last episode, if we can just buckle down and really take this quarantine thing seriously, within a few weeks we'll be seeing, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of the bans, a lot of the, um, you know, a lot of the shutdowns will be lifted. So, um, yeah, man, uh, we'll be back. We're gonna get back to it, and uh, you know, I'm ready for it. I'm already ready for it. <laughs> I, the, we were, we had the fights last weekend, and the fact that we're Losing the uh, Woodley Edwards fight this weekend sucks, man. But I get it. I totally understand. You know, as a fan, I want to watch it. I want to see it. I want to. I want to. You know, be the. You know, I want UFC to be that that pillar of of athleticism and and uh, you know sports competition. I wanted to be at the top, and I wanted to see him keep doing keep going. But at the same time, man, like. I get it. We got to be safe. We got to be smart. We got to take care of each other. And if we just take it serious for a little while, if we just, if we just, just chill for just a little bit, I think we can get it back and we'll be fine. Uh, but you know, as I said, I've been trying to scour the sports news and trying to figure out what's going on with all the, uh, you know, what all the fighters are up to. Um, and we haven't, you know, uh, you know, we had, uh, Colby Covington that had said he was going to step up for the Tyron Woodley fight. That didn't work out. And um, you know, there was actually an interview with Tyron today. I didn't. I haven't. I haven't seen it, so I don't really know why it, what he, his side is of why that fight didn't happen. But it was funny. Like so, Colby did like two interviews, and in one of the interviews, he was like, 
you know, he's talking about the Dustin Poirier situation, and he was like, oh, I apologize to Dustin. And then he, like, called him out and was like, but if he, you know, if he's, I won't do anything in the gym, but if I see him in the streets, that's a different story. And then he went on to another interview and was like, oh, I just got worked up. I was mad about Tyron. I shouldn't have said that. Like, Dustin, we're still friends. Um, you know, I'm sorry if what I said hurt your feelings. And, and we're going to be professionals in the gym. And then, and then, you know, so then he, he says there, he apologized. He said that they were friends. Then he jumped and said, if he sees me in the, if I see it, but if I see him in the streets, then he apologizes for saying that. And then he again goes, uh, if any of these guys want to fight me, they can fight me for a lot of money. Why do they keep talking about fighting me in the streets? Like he just, he went right back to it. Like he went right back to it. If they want to fight, let's fight. Which is just, dude, this guy. Okay. My hat is off to him for not breaking character. Like this guy can hold to a shtick like I've never seen. He just, even when he's trying to break that, even when he's trying to get outside of his character and be the real Colby, he still goes right back to being in the character. It's crazy. And because you know, you know, it's been the, the fourth wall on him has been broken by everybody Chel Sonnen, uh, Brennan Schaub, Joe Rogan, everybody. They all talk about how, or e even Luke Thomas, they all talk about how good of a guy he is in person, how respectful he is in person, how he's really just a great down to earth guy. And then you get we get this character, and it's funny, man. It's funny. Um, in other news, uh, Chris Weidman's going back down to middleweight, and you know, okay, like I don't know if that's going to do much for him. Middleweight's not much better for him. Um, you know, obviously two hundred five is not working for him, but middleweight. It's not like he was dominant there, and he moved up for competition. He thought he was, you know, it's it's not great. It's not a great time for him. So <clears throat> we'll see. We'll see if uh, he can do something. Uh, if he can, you know, start to get some momentum going his way again. But personally, I just think it's, you know, it's time for him to either accept the fact that he's slipping and that he starts taking easier fights or maybe it's time for him to call it call it and uh you know no no shame in that there's no shame in leaving the game when you're supposed to i mean you you never hear people bad-mouthing barry sanders when he left it basically in his prime uh but when he felt like um he felt like he was done he was ready to go and he left and people weren't throwing shade at him he wasn't any less of a, of a football player it didn't tarnish his legacy um, but then you see people sticking it too long and it really starts to tarnish their legacy. I mean, it breaks my heart to see what people are, you know, people say about BJ Penn. He was one of my, I mean, uh, he is one of those people who got me into this sport. He's one of those people who got me interested in this sport and the way people have just written him off. He's on the, he's on the pre, he's been on the prelims. Like a legend like that should never be on the prelims, but that's how people see him. People don't really have respect for what he's done. Uh, especially like this newer fan base. I believe that anybody who watched him back in the day feels the same way that I do or close to it. But, you know, we have a... There's a large influx of new fans and new MMA fans who don't understand how amazing BJ Penn was and how uh, just phenomenal talent he was, and they don't know it. And so they don't, you know, they see this version of the, that we got now, you know, losing in a heartbeat to Ryan Hall, who's a complete beast, but, I mean... BJ Penn, old BJ Penn, I don't think would have got caught in that situation that fast. Um, 
And uh, so, yeah, there's no shame in, like, leaving when it's time to leave. And, and sticking around too long is is a problem. Um, you know, I think, I, mean, I think like, players like Chuck, Chuck Liddell, he got out at the right time. I mean, he didn't leave when he was on top of his game. He left when he was on, you know, on his way down. But it's not like he suffered so many losses in a row. I mean, I can't remember how many it was, but it was – I mean, he only had like, I, I don't want to speak, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I, I know he didn't have that many losses in a row before he decided to hang him up. Um, maybe like four, which is a lot, but I mean, it's not as high as BJ's number. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, maybe it's time for, for Weidman to hang him up. He's been plagued but with injury for a lot of his career. Um, and... Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if a middleweight change does anything for him. But uh, so this is one thing I, I thought I might do um, for the next little bit, as far as reporting on MMA news, is to go through the rankings and kind of think about like matchups uh, because you know we're kind of having a clean slate right now. Like I think that there's going to be a lot of shifting, a lot of moving. There's going to be a lot of uh, new things when we come out of this. When we come out on the other side of this quarantine. I think we're, it's not just going to return to, uh, you know, everything's as usual. I think we're going to start to see some new, uh, I don't know. I just think that we're going to see some new rivalries. I think we'll see some new um, matchups, uh, maybe matchups that they were putting together that they have now had time to think about it and they scratched it and they put it, they put it away. Uh, so... I'm going to go off the, the rankings as of this last weekend after the UFC Brazil card. And I'm going to talk about all of those fighters on that card and potential matchups for them. I didn't want to jump right into the champs and you know what's for them because we generally can kind of tell wh- who, who they're going to get. But you know I think there was a lot of good movement in this, uh, in this and it shook things up to where some people ha- get to potentially have some really good matchups and really fun matchups. So... Um, yeah, I wanted to go through that, and uh, we'll see. We'll see what uh, if, if you guys agree. So Charles Oliveira, obviously the shining star of the night with his performance, looked amazing. Continued his win streak. He moved up to number six in the rankings. Um, so, you know, I think what's best for him. What would be the best uh, fight for him coming up? Let me fix this camera real quick. Show my Longhorns. This is not Texas. This is the uh, junior high school that my brother uh, coaches basketball at. He's also a history teacher. Big shout out to him. I love him. But this is his uh, team's sweater. I I got it for uh, helping him do some conditioning at a camp. Anyways, uh, back to what I was talking about. Um, Oliveira. So he's uh, there's some good matchups for him. Two very exciting ones. I think that I think for him, he's at number eight. Um, and the, I think the best matchups for him, as as far as who's available and and uh, just like who can help propel him up to the like a number three spot or number two spot, would be uh, Paul Felder, um, who everyone knows is a tough. That'd be a rematch of a that he he lost. He's his his last like his most recent loss before he hit his win streak was against Paul Felder. So that'd be a very interesting, good matchup to put him back up against him to see if 
this win streak has has put him on that trajectory to be able to beat someone like Paul. And then, of course, Dan Hooker right after that because Dan and, and Paul just had that amazing fight together. And, and, and Dan's ranked number five. So that really, I think, uh, could showcase where he's at in the rankings against either of them because that was such a close fight between two those two that a win against either of them would really throw him up in the rankings. So I think that that's best uh, case scenario for him next is either a Paul Felder or a Dan Hooker. Uh, Kevin Lee, he drops down. Um, you know, if, if, if Kevin really wants to um, put the nail in the coffin of his career, because uh, he dropped down to number 10. And I was looking at all the people on the list, and <clears throat> because of his name, because of who he is and, and what we thought of him, he could take a fight against Paul Felder as well. I think that he would lose that fight. I'm not confident in him winning that fight, but I think, uh, and it, like I just said, the nail in the coffin. I believe that a, a fight with Paul Felder would be a nail in the coffin for him. But if he felt he was willing to get back in there and wanted to like really make a run for it, he would have to beat somebody like a Paul Felder. If he wanted to automatically get back in those, those that conversation of, is he working his way up the rankings? But truthfully, he'd probably, uh, Diego Ferreira, Fiera, um, Ferreira is, uh, he's ranked number 12. Uh, it'd be, a, it'd be a, a drop back in the rankings for him. He's now ranked number 10. I think that'd be probably best for him though, just because he needs, he needs, he's gotta, he's gotta start working on some stuff. He's gotta start putting it together. I mean, he had that awesome win against Gillespie, but I didn't even think he looked that great here against Oliveira, even in the standup where he was supposed to have the, advantage so um you know i think that's probably best for him but if he wanted to like use his name and his status to to get another tough fight to try and jump him jump himself up the rankings got it he's got to take on like a paul felder um gilbert burns super impressive moved up to number six in the rankings um i think he because of how how quickly he beat damian maya and the name damian maya has and just like what he's done uh, so far in his career, um, I think he can skip the line a little bit. I would, I wouldn't mind seeing him against a, a Jorge Masvidal, who's ranked at number three, or uh, Leon Edwards, who's ranked at number four. Of course, I want to see Leon get the shot against Woodley. I think he deserves it. I think that's the fight to make. If that fight doesn't happen, I think this is a good fight uh, for Gilbert, um, and it's a good fight for Leon as well. I think. Winnable for either guy, but uh, Gilbert, he that was a hot, that was a good win. That was a good win that could that could jump him up. But I think, um, I think I would like to see the the Jorge Masvidal just because there's there's no one there's no talks of anybody with Jorge right now. Um, he's trying to get a fight. He's talking about everybody's name, but there's you know he's saying he's he, he's saying he'll fight anybody. I think um, Gilbert Burns would be a, would be a good matchup for Jorge. Uh, which of course, Damian Maya drops down. Um, so, you know, he's getting older. I know he said he wants a fight against Cowboy, and I don't know what he gains from that fight. Just maybe they're both legends, and they, you know, have never have never done it before. So let's do it. You know, before he leaves. Um, if you weren't gonna make that fight, which I don't think that they will, I, I don't think that's a real exciting fight that uh, Cowboy can get up for. I mean, he can. If they do make it, he'll try to sell it, and he'll say, like, you know, there are two legends going at it. But I think, uh, realistically, that's not um, that's not 
that's not a, a real exciting fight. But <coughs> I think uh, Michael Chiesa would be good. He's ranked number eight, so he's lower, so that'd be good for Michael. And if Damien's thinking he's on his way out, then it's good for him to kind of give a younger fighter or, or a fighter who's still trying to climb the ladder a little bit. It's good for him to give him that fight and allow him to use Damien's name, if he does win, to use his name to, to, to kind of jump him up in the in the rankings. So I think Michael Chiesa would be a good one or even Stephen Thompson. Like, give himself a challenge. Stephen's a, a, a great striker, but, you know, his his ground game, where is it at? Is, I mean, is can he defend it against can he defend against Damian Maya who is just a killer on the ground so um, you know that's a fight that I think either guy could win um, but and and there and he's ranked higher quite a bit higher he's ranked number five uh, he's ranked quite a bit higher than Damian but I still think that with Damian's name and his accomplishments and what he is capable of doing once he does get you to the ground that still does. Uh, help maybe not maybe won't help him jump in the rankings, but it helps get him more recognized as as someone who can take on top level competition. Uh, Nikita Krylov, ranked number ten, moved up after he beat Johnny Walker. Um, for him, I think the matchups that are best for him that can help showcase what he's capable of doing are against number eight Glover Teixeira, which is. Um, which is a rematch, would be a rematch. That fight went to decision, and I believe uh, I believe Glover won that fight. So, of course, avenging a loss, beating someone who's ranked higher than you will, will be great. Will be, it's great for your career. Um, and then it sets it up that if you guys want to do it a third time, it gets the fans super excited. So that's a good matchup for him to jump up to number eight, jump up and fight number eight from number 10 uh, in a Glover Toshera. Uh, another one that I th I would be excited to see this fight, and I think it's it would be good stylistically match a uh, good stylistic matchup for him would be against Volkan Ozdemir at number six. Uh, the the other guys that are I believe number seven and number nine I think they are better on the ground. I'd have to go back and look at it, but I think they're they're better on the ground um, or they're wrestlers. I can't remember exactly where they're at, who they are, but I looked at it stylistically and I was like, ooh, those are good fights because. Um, Nikita likes to stand and bang and he proved in this fight against Johnny, Johnny Walker he can do that and he's got good ground control as well he's got good wrestling he can take you down and uh, and and you know stay on top of you stay heavy so I think that those are good stylistic matchups for him Johnny Walker dropped to number 11 and really he doesn't have any like I don't see him beating anybody um, above him uh, or, or ranked higher than him. Oh, so this guy, uh, I, I actually, so I had it back, I had it wrong. I do know who's a number nine because that's what, that's the only person I thought Johnny Walker could really benefit from fighting, which is Alexander, uh, Rakic, Rakic, R-A-K-I-C, I don't know how to pronounce that. But I think that is probably the only fight for him to make, uh, if he wants to continue to be seen as somebody who's a contender. Like, he has, because of the hype behind him, he has to fight up. He has to fight up the rankings. He can't. He can't digress and go back. So, um, really, that's only the only fight for him to make at this point. That is maybe winnable. I don't think it. I don't even think it is. I'm not really high on him. I'm not too in love with him. The next two is is very interesting because I think that it's 
about this. I mean, that's, you're going to see this is the same for both of them. Uh, Brandon Moreno moved up to number five. Um, so I think the two fights best for him would be Alexandre Pantoja um, or Joseph Benavides. Alexander, it, Alexander uh, Pantoja is ranked number four. This would be a rematch for these two. Uh, he's actually lost to Andre twice. Or Alexander. 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 <laughs> uh, he's already lost to him twice. So, you know, he's number five. He's, it makes sense to fight the number four guy next. Uh, and it's a guy that you've already lost to twice. If you're wanting to prove, again, this is, you know, we've already talked about this in the rematch. If you want to prove that you've really uh, upped your skills and you really become a different fighter and you're better, nothing proves that better than avenging a loss against somebody, especially somebody you've already lost to twice. Um, so I think that is uh, probably his best match, but then uh, Joseph Benavidez. Because uh, Joseph Benavidez is coming off a loss. Brandon's coming off a win. I know everybody wants to see the uh, Davison Figueroa Joseph Benavidez fight next. I don't. I'm sorry. I just don't think that he was ever going to win that fight. Just to watching how he was fighting and what he was doing, I don't see him ever winning that fight. Maybe if he changes his style, comes up with a new game plan. But Joseph Benavidez has fought very the same way or very close to the same way almost his, his entire career. <coughs> um. He might use more striking now. When he came, he was primarily a wrestler, especially when he was at Team Alpha Male. Um, but so maybe he uses more striking now. But it's still that same very explosive fight. You know, uh, close the distance quick, uh, explode into you. And maybe before he was taking shots, now he's going to throw a combination of punches. But it was not working for him. I just don't think that fight. Winnable for him. I don't think he was ever going to win it. So I don't really need to see that fight again. Um, and so, I, you know, I think that maybe a fight against Brandon Moreno would be a a good matchup for him. Um, with that being said, uh, Formiga, Juicia Formiga, drop down to number six. So they just switched places. Him and Brandon just switched places uh, from six to five, five to six. Uh, Juicy Formiga is number six, and I think it's the exact same. I think they, the the matchups for him are the be, are the exact same. Um, he uh, fight with him with Alexander uh, Pantoja. Pantoja. Um, this would also be a rematch that Juicy won, uh, but it was a fight in Brazil. It wasn't for the UFC. It was early on in their pro careers. Uh, so you know that's. Of course, he's got to move up the rankings. He's got to fight up the rankings. So that is a good, I think, a good fight for him to go from six to fight in four. But I also think him against Joseph Benavides as well. It'll also be a rematch, and there's a rematch that he lost. They're both coming off losses. So um, it's only fair to give him a chance. For Joseph to give him a chance, he can't really hold anything over his head because he's coming off a loss. So I think that, that that's also a very good matchup for him. Uh, that... Division is kind of a round robin because you know, uh, Juicy A beat Davison, Davison beat Joe, Joe beat Juicy A. Like it's a round robin between those guys, so it's also it's so close between all of them. Uh, it doesn't really hurt to, to match a, a six with a, a two at that point because the, the where it's at. <coughs> and the, the fighter that makes the biggest jump, the fighter that I think has the potential to uh, 
jump up the highest in the rankings and fight so much higher in the rankings. It's kind of crazy because I believe this division is one of the most stacked divisions. I've mentioned it time and time again, which is the female strawweight uh, division. But Amanda Rebus uh, looked phenomenal. I mean, she fought. The reason I feel that she can fight so much higher because she moved up to number fifteen. Um, so she is, I mean, barely making the cusp with the top fighters in that division. Um, but she fought Ronda Marcos, who has been in there with the best and lost to the best and gone to decisions with the best. I mean, her last fight before that was against Claudia Gadelia, and they went the distance. And Claudia was winning the whole fight, but, but Ronda had moments of that she looked really good and looked really tough. And she's proven that she's tough time and time again by going to all these decisions. She's the decision queen. Uh, she, that, almost every one of her fights goes to, this, goes to decision. And she's done it with the best. And so for Amanda Rivas to be so dominant in that fight, just to put her at 15 is... I don't think it's fair. I think she definitely could fight up in the division. So um, I say her versus uh, Marina Rodriguez at number nine is a good fight, or even Michelle Watterson at number eight is a good matchup. I think she can kind of catapult because of who she fought and how she fought. It's one of those fights that she's probably a lot better than what the rankings say. It's just that she's so young in her career, and there are a lot of tough girls in that division. And I think any really one of the fights, I mean, any one of the fights between uh, 14 and 8, I think she could win, uh, are winnable fights for her. So she really has the best uh, option of anybody to, to fight to for a fight. I just I think that I think that she's a lot better than um, than 15. I think that she's got a lot more skills. She just hasn't really fought too many of the higher, bigger up names to really move herself up there. So, but with what I saw, I definitely think that she's ready to fight inside the top 10. So that's my thoughts on it. Um, I really like doing this. I, I kind of like breaking these down and, and going into these and, and, and putting these matchups together. But I'm curious if you guys think anything, you know, anything that you want to see or if you want me to continue doing this or if you want to put up whatever, you know, fights that you want to put together. I kind of want to stay away from like these fantasy matchups, you know, like Conor McGregor versus everybody in the world. Like, I don't really care to do that. Obviously, there's fights that you can put them together. You're like, oh, this would be the greatest fight ever. Um, but uh, if it doesn't like make sense with the with the rankings, if it doesn't make sense with their skill level, or you know with what they've proven so far in the cage, like I'm not really interested in that. I kind of want to look more like realistically, uh, who should fight who next. And I think with this time that we have away from MMA, uh, it it kind of uh, I think it hits the reset button on a lot of what we've been doing with these super matchups and these super fights and these champ champs and these you know you know people talking to get themselves a, a, a higher fight but i don't know we'll see i guess we'll see after eight weeks but if you want me to do more of these more breakdowns go through all the divisions and see who matches up best with who if, if this was something you want me to do like make sure you let me know make sure you talk to me about it and you reach out to me and just say yes or no you can say it in the comments here uh or wherever you want wherever i post it you can just say yes or no if you want me to keep doing it because <coughs> I had a lot of fun I thought it was I thought it was fun uh, but yeah um, that's all I got for you I'm surprised I got a half hour's worth uh, there's not a lot of MMA uh, I don't want to say MMA reporters not a lot of people uh, doing MMA content right now that is lasting a half hour so uh, go me um, but yeah 
We're always looking for sponsors. We're always looking for people to sponsor Stillfist or to, just to sponsor the podcast. Uh, I would love to do this full-time. I'd love to do this and not have to show up to work. Uh, while a lot of you are quarantined at home, I'm still, I'm still putting in eight hours a day at work. So I'd love to just do this. Uh, this is my passion. This is what I love doing. So um, if you're a business or you know anybody in business is looking for sponsors, have them reach out to me. They know how to get a hold of me. You can get a hold of us on Still Fist Fight or still, uh, still Fist Fight on Instagram or Still Fist Fight Night on Facebook. You can find <coughs> this podcast on the Undefeated by Choice podcast on YouTube, iTunes, and iHeartRadio. And you can, uh, I would usually say you can buy tickets for the fights at stillfistfight.com, but you don't really have to worry about that right now because we don't got a fight coming up for a little bit. But everybody, um, be safe out there. Wash your hands. Take care of yourself. Uh, take care of the people around you. Make sure you're surrounding yourself with loved ones as long as they're healthy. If you're not feeling good, don't be around your elderly loved ones. Just be safe. Keep them alive. We know we want to keep them around. I have people in my life I want to keep around. So I know you all do too. So everyone, uh, look out for each other. Take care of each other. Let's support each other during these times. Just love each other. Uh, and uh, let's have a little sense of humor about things. Okay? This is crazy. This is uh, unprecedented, crazy times going on let's 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 learn to smile all right uh i love all of you be good to yourself be good to each other i love you let's begin